2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unfiltered. I am joined once again by the lovely Ryan and Paloma. Hello guys. We're back. Guess who's back? <laughs> back, back, back again. again. <laughs> I. We were not planning on doing like all the episodes together. I just wanted to like, you know, try different things, do some with Steven, do some with friends. And I feel like after the second episode we did together, I was like, this just works so well how can I go back to doing podcast episodes without Ryan and Paloma?
1: Yeah, it was, it's was. it been an incredible experience. So fun. It just feels like a conversation, but with mics.
2: Yeah. So we've got some white claws. Um, we have some topics on the brain that we want to discuss. Mainly, um, uh, Ryan, you want to kick us off? Sure. We wanted to kind of talk about the idea of
1: like, can men and women be friends? And I think we all have really different perspectives of that, just like growing up and like me being bisexual and just like having that conversation about, like, can you be friends with people you're attracted to? Like, also not every relationship is attraction. Like, what does that really look like?
2: Well, and because if you can't, then you can't be friends with anyone.
1: Right. With that logic, (laughs) then I just, I'm lonely.
2: Ryan gets no friends. friends.
1: just by myself. Mm.
2: And I I think there's a lot that has come up to me recently with raising a daughter of just, like, how much that is ingrained from such a young age of, like, you know, oh, if, if Grace is playing with a little girl, it's, oh, look at her and her friend. And right. if she's playing with a little boy, it's, oh, my God, future husband and wife. <laughs> like, look at her little boyfriend. And I'm like, let's not do that. Right, like, they're just
1: friends.
0: They're and also- she's also
1: babies nine months old. Yeah. I was
0: just gonna say and she's a baby yeah. like that just and that's so interesting that it's like kind of okay to do that you know like I, I remember growing up I, they were always like so do you have a little boyfriend yet and it's like I'm don't haven't
2: even thought about having a boyfriend right and when they say that like as a child it made me uncomfortable and oh, feel yeah. like then I can't be friends with boys and right. like I grew up, all of my neighbors were boys, and when people would say things like that, which my parents never did, so shout out Lori and Wes, (laughs) um, (laughs) but other people would, and I would be like, oh, like, am I not supposed to be friends with them? Am I supposed to have crushes on them? Like, I don't. Am I supposed to? And there's just, I think there's a lot to unpack, a lot to talk about. Yes, yes. I'm
1: excited. Me too. This is gonna be good.
2: (laughs) But before we get into it, um, two things I have to highlight because I am sitting next to two superstars. Um, First of all, Ryan made her professional debut in LA this weekend. Snap. Spring Awakening.
1: Yes, I did. I opened my show this past weekend, and it's been a whirlwind. It's been so fun, like just an incredible experience overall. And I'm so glad that I finally got to do it. And do it in a city that I just moved to a year ago. After the whole shutdown of the world, um and being in theater and that stuff just been very scarce. So I feel really blessed to be able to open the show. Um,
0: does it feel like extra special, you know, like having yeah. an audience and Oh just- my
1: god. The first night when I heard the applause after the first number, I was like, I'm gonna cry. Aww. Like it just was so and I could tell the audience was so excited to be there too. Like they were like, We haven't seen a show, and we're like, Well, we haven't performed a show, so like here we are. And it just it was so intimate, and we were just all there together, and so it felt really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I cried in the <laughs> opening number. I went and saw it with Kenzie over the weekend, and literally in the opening number, I was like, "Oh my god, this is my first time seeing like a professional show in two and a half years." Yeah, and like it was just so amazing and Thank so you. phenomenal. And that part, uh, Ryan was playing Ilsa so perfectly suited for your voice it was thank just you. like amazing thank you and so you're much. a star oh thank you thank you thank you i can't wait to see it
1: okay it's gonna be iconic
2: and then we have to highlight paloma too oh star! because miss paloma <laughs> went viral on tiktok this Ooh. week <laughs> on accident <laughs> is that how it happens? it really is on accident i you know
0: you put so much effort into like each tiktok and then you're like ah I'm not getting the numbers and then you just post something uh, because you've had too many glasses of wine, and you're like, this looks kind of funny. And then all of a sudden, 2.5 million views later. So um, it's, it's exciting, but my mom's in the video. So I had to tell my sweet little Latin mother that she's going viral. And she's like, oh my goodness, I have my little penita. So she's got a little, a little embarrassment. But she's excited. She has coworkers texting her how she's famous. So. I
1: love that. Oh my god. It's such a funny TikTok. Everybody go watch it. it <laughs> yeah, it's got. I'm going
2: to link uh, Paloma's TikTok in the description. I'll link all of their stuff. Go follow them. They're amazing. Um, I literally would love nothing more than to like watch you guys become like huge influencers because I feel like you guys are so funny and so talented and (laughs) not to like shit talk everyone else but like there are a lot of people who you know you see them and you're like like how 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 are you like that famous like you're not that entertaining I honestly feel that way about myself like I'm not like a particularly like entertaining or engaging person like lies. how did right. <laughs> lies, lies 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 but, lies, but lies. really like when I look at it I go how did this happen to me it's like a combination of luck and I think I did work really hard mm-hmm. but I don't think there was anything like specifically about me as a person that was like a, a huge draw and I look at you guys and you guys I'm like you I'm in, in in the presence of stars oh like God. you guys have like the it factor so go follow Ryan well, and Paloma I'm gonna link them in the description let's blow them up I'm oh gonna God, cry thanks. I know I
0: know no. so kind
2: yeah uh, trying because listen it's yeah. it's a lot harder
0: than it looks and I know I don't like you know that but it uh.
1: it is a lot harder than it looks and it just it's a lot of pressure yeah, and even people—not necessarily people putting pressure on you, but you putting pressure on yourself, on yourself to right. like perform well and do the thing—and then embarrassment comes around too, and you're like, "What am I doing? Like, is this even?"
0: And you—and the yeah. cr- you know that word cringe, where you're yeah. just like, "I," and and I had to get past that that mental block where I was like, "Oh my god, I have to do this," but oh, this can be cringe, and I was like, "Okay,
2: Paloma, sorry, but like." right like you gotta do it like yeah yeah everything everyone's cringy everything's Everything's everything is cringy and a huge part of being an influencer is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like I the, the embarrassment of filming in public doesn't go away you just get a little more numb to it Mm. Like, I am still, when I go into Target, I am very aware that when I pull out my camera, people are, like, looking at me and, like, wondering what I'm doing. Like, I'm aware. I just now have – I'm able to, like, tune it out. Yeah. But but I want to, like, dig deeper on this. So I'm like, we should do a whole episode – maybe our next episode, we should talk about, like, trying to make it as an influencer. Yeah. Because I feel like that would be really interesting. I feel like I learned something –
0: no kid like every single day where I'm like I need to be doing that instead of this or just honestly getting past myself and just the, like you said the embarrassment because I'm starting to like I'll have my boyfriend like shoot me or I'm trying to shoot myself eating and I'm like people are watching and they're judging me and they probably think I'm a
2: dumb influence or something and I'm like All right. well consider them influenced who cares I'm just gonna eat and (laughs) enjoy myself you know so so you know what you guys in the in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube um, comment below any questions you have about like the business of social media or like just thought starters about you know being an influencer and we can just kind of source from the comment section for the next episode
0: yeah and we can ask you Sierra like interview you since you obviously have the experience and we only we only know so little right now you know what we're
2: trying and learning and what's not Working, but you have the experience. Okay, yeah. wait, I love that because I feel like you guys can ask me the questions that you have about social media in a way that we normally do off camera, but just do it on camera in a way that hopefully will help anyone who is also trying to do social media or yeah. who's just like interested in the behind-the-scenes aspects. Oh, yep. I'm going to love that. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. wait. The more you
1: Bring your notepad in go. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. I'm going to be
2: in
0: here like, okay, so Sierra, how yeah. does one go viral? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Intentionally. You tell us. <laughs> yeah, come on, Paloma. You're, you're
2: the one leading this course. Right,
0: right. <laughs> All right, make a fool of yourself.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Step one. So I guess just to to kick things off, do you think men and women can be friends? Yes. Yes. I agree. Absolutely. Okay, thanks for watching. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) That's the answer. (laughs) But what I think is interesting is I feel like typically men tend to, at least what I've seen like online when people have this discussion, men tend to say no and women tend to say yes. Yes. Mm. I remember growing up um, watching on MTV or like VH1 and they
0: were like doing a like live interview like, do you think boys and girls can be friends? And every single guy was like, no. Every single, I didn't see one. So I was like, convinced like in my mind i guess i guess not not, and like just assumed that that was how that went so i was right rude awakening i guess
1: but then you think about it like why do mostly women say yes and why do Mm. men mostly say no Mm. because like if they think that they cannot be friends with other women then like what but why what's your reason for that right they just can't that's not a reason i feel like it kind of starts from childhood
2: you know? And maybe I'm just hyper-fixated on that because I'm, like, raising a child right now. <laughs> right. But I feel like just the differences in the way that boys and girls are raised a lot of the time, that kind of sets them on on different paths in terms of the way that they view friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And on that same note, it's like growing up when I was a little girl, if the boys are mean to you, oh, well, it's because they like you. I'm like, w- w- like me? I want to be I'm, I'm
1: nice to the people
0: I like. <laughs> right. I- And also, like me, like, like me. Like, I'm four years, like, you're four or five. I'm like, oh, because they like you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just want them to be nice to me. Like, why is this gentleman putting my lunch pail in the trash? (laughs) Oh, he likes you. So I did it back. I got detention. (laughs) Enlighten me. So. (laughs) I
1: used to sit in front of this boy when I had long hair. Picture that. (laughs) Um, That would always, always pull my ponytail. Mm -hmm. Always. And I would always be like, can I just move? Yeah. Can I just move seeds? Well, you know, he just, I'm like, um, my hair is getting pulled. Like, can we just, and I don't know, like, I, but that was like when we were younger and I went to school with him all of elementary school. When we got older, he like stopped and we were like, cool. But I was always like, why are you, what is happening? Where is that Why are you pulling from? my hair? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and so I, I was mean back to him, but I was mean because- I didn't like him
2: <laughs> Right, <laughs> I was mean like, back
1: for a purpose I'm not
2: being mean because I like you I'm being mean because I don't like exactly you. <laughs> right exactly and I think that that kind of attitude towards you know oh boys are mean because they like you sets up really bad expectations for relationships later in life mm-hmm. yeah. right because if you're telling little girls boys are mean to you because they like you what does that say about relationships later
1: Right, especially when you get older and you are using your words and you're like actively having conversations with men or like I guess teenage boys or whatever and they're being mean or rude and you're like, uh that's just that's just like, yeah. you know, whatever
0: <laughs> it's just because he likes me that's so right about that expectation though. i didn't even think about that like why are we instilling that so young because then later on oh so when i want a boyfriend he's supposed to be mean to me too like that's literally what you taught to me and it's so right. important you're obviously fundamental years when you're young so why are we telling people
2: is that your boyfriend oh well boys are this well, narrative and maybe that sets up the expectation that boy for boys specifically that like oh you're not friends with girls because you're only you're not nice to girls that you like mm. right
1: yeah mm. and like now we we know now that like when men like you when they actually like you they are so nice to you and so oh, yeah. kind. like that is like the complete opposite yeah. guys who are mean to you don't like you. Believe yeah. them. <laughs> believe they, them. They don't like believe you. Them. When people
2: <laughs> act like they don't like you, believe, believe them.
1: them. And we, just, we see that all the time on TikTok, where they're like, if he, if he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to, he would. Yep. That's exactly what that is. So it's like, why are we even pretending yep. like boys are mean because they like you, when really, that is absolutely not even the case.
2: Well, and kind of back to like the childhood aspect of it, growing up, I most of my friends were boys just because the community we lived in. like All the kids my age who lived on our street were boys. And I never thought anything about it. Also, I was kind of a tomboy. So, like, I liked to do a lot of the same activities they did. But I remember, like I kind of alluded to at the beginning, other adults making me feel like I was wrong for having friendships with boys Mm. by saying things like, oh, that must be your boyfriend. Like, are you guys going to get married? You know, kind of doing that thing. And I remember as a kid being like, oh, well, I feel uncomfortable when people make those comments. So I guess I just won't be friends with, like, this boy anymore. Right. And I don't think those same comments were made to the boys, right? right? I think to the girl, it's, oh, is that your boyfriend? And to the boy, it's, oh, my gosh, what a little player. He's going to be yep. a heartbreaker. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And completely, like, shifting the narrative, right? Because with you, it's like, girls like, oh, my God, that's your boyfriend. Like, how cute. How this, how that. Oh, that's your girlfriend? Like, okay, yeah. Don't get too close because you know yeah. he's gonna.
2: When he gets older, the old ball and chain. It's exactly. like They're for Rebecca. Therefore, Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca, not Becky,
1: not <laughs> Becky. No, right. And I think and that like, and that also that also just like fuels the let's be mean to girls thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not my girl. Like, that's not my girlfriend. Like, why would you? And now we're being mean yes. so that you can stop assuming that I like her. Oh my god.
2: That makes so much sense. No, brain brain they have to be mean to the girls to prove that, like, they don't like. Oh, them I don't like ever. them. Right. Yeah. Because ro- romance a- and and feelings are female. Right. And I'm a boy. Yeah. So I have to be mean to prove.
1: There it is. Ryan,
2: you just that that is now written sharpie on my What you said, Sierra, is really making me think about how
0: maybe that is why men think that when they start becoming friends with a female and worse showing our hearts are showing our emotional like aspect of us and we're sharing that emotional experience they're like oh well she must like me because she's Mm. talking about her feelings and her emotions so she obviously must be into me because this is what we do because I don't do that with my guy friends I don't do that with anybody else but Girls, you know, you meet a girl and you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about our like insecurities and things that make us close. And that is what we bond over. But guys, what are they bonding over? They're like activities, you know? Right. It's not really like something deep. Maybe it is, boys, maybe you're having deep conversations without me knowing. Right. But I think that that's just an assumption. I'm thinking they're not getting that emotional conversation. Well, because
1: like, that's what friendships are at the base of it. It doesn't matter your gender or anything. Like, what makes a good friendship is trust. You know respect vulnerability and whatever however that looks to you as an individual and then everything else right and then the activities and the common uh you know common interests and things like that and then when you add and that's and honestly this
2: do guys have actual friends do they so that's i was actually just about to jump in on that because and maybe i'll have to cut this out because i'll ask (laughs) Steven, but so Steven has had this best friend his entire life. He's amazing. We love him. They've been best friends since childhood. Only recently in like the past couple of years have they talked about like we never really have like emotional conversations. And now they do. Mm. And now they like talk to each other about like real things and emotional things. But like why, why did they feel like for so long they couldn't when they've been friends their entire lives. Right. And I think bringing it back to the kind of like boys and girls friendship kind of thing. I think what it is, is in a lot of ways, we're trained that if you feel any connection with someone, it's romantic. Right. Especially, I think men are trained that way. Like, I think women are more comfortable with having emotional connections to other women and to men who they aren't romantically attracted to or physically attracted to. But I think maybe boys are conditioned that if you feel any sort of connection to someone, it's romantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so maybe that's why they kind of shut it down with other men. And maybe right. also that's why, especially in the teen years, they feel like they can't be friends with women. Right. Mm. Because if you feel any connection to them, it must mean that you want to be with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think that's the nugget. It's, it's <laughs> that emo- it's that emotional intelligence aspect that yeah. they're not getting elsewhere. Because that's what we have between girls, you know? And
1: you're not assuming, because we have a connection, that you're into me. Right, right, right. right. Like we're
0: just... But men, they're yeah, like... I must be. I must... I must be into her (laughs) yeah
2: well and when I was in high school I remember the way I would differentiate my brain between like this guy that I'm friends with doesn't have feelings for me and isn't going to try to make a move and like this guy that I'm friends with maybe is gonna try to like make this something is if they talk to me about their crushes right Right. because if a guy was interested in me he's not going to start telling me about who he likes Mm -hmm. and so then I'd be like okay maybe he's into me he doesn't really talk to me about like who he likes, so maybe he likes me. Yeah. And if a guy talked to me about, like, the girl he likes, then I'm like, oh, cool. So our connection, purely platonic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because your your eyes are elsewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay, so how do we avoid this in the future? Uh, Honestly, I think it starts in childhood, right? It's, It's if we're telling kids that this is the way the world is from a young age... All we can expect is that they're going to grow up and believe it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think as a parent, like, we need to raise our kids differently.
1: And also I feel like we have to stop making the assumption that everyone is straight. Right. Because (laughs) if you're telling a little girl, like, oh, my God, like, that's your boyfriend. And meanwhile, she's like, "Mm, actually, Katie over there, that's (laughs) what I'm looking at. You know, but also it erases that narrative from their brain entirely. So then, like, if they are having feelings for some other girl or whatever the case may be, it's like well, no one's saying that, so that must not be really the case. Mm. So maybe that's not it. Right. And We're it'll, just friends.
2: It'll only make it harder for them to come to terms with their sexuality when they grow up. Right. And I feel like as a parent, that's something that we've been trying to be really intentional with. And also that then it makes me recognize the hypocrisy even more that when Grace is playing with a little girl, never once has someone said, oh my gosh, look, little wives. Someday they're going to grow up and have a little family together. Right. No one says right. that. Right. They only say that about boys. And with Grace, like, I really want to raise her in a way that she doesn't view gay and straight relationships as, like, completely different. You know, that gay relationships are not some other thing that isn't talked about. Like, I want it to be incredibly normal so that if she grows up and she's gay, there's never any, like, oh, I don't know about this. Can I talk to my parents about it? She knows from the beginning. And if she grows up and she's straight then hopefully she can be a really good friend to people in her life who are gay. Right. Mm-hmm. And also like
1: the assumption that parents have and adults have in general doesn't help them because if their child does end up being gay or whatever, it the shock value is like insane because you're like, well, you always did this and this. No, baby, you said that mm. and you put that in your mind. So now when it's not what you think it is, now we're like, I'm so shocked like you were never like da 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 well you didn't allow that Mm. yes you made this narrative for me Mm. and now you're shocked that that's not the narrative that I live by anymore
2: like you didn't give me the room to be who I truly was and now you're shocked when I grow up and become who I really am exactly can we talk about the difference between a boy being
0: your Friend and a boy being your best friend. So when you're in a relationship and you have a best friend, let's say I have like a best guy friend that I just like text all the time and he's like my emotional support. How does that dynamic work? Just having a best friend when you have a significant other. Like not just friend. I'm I'm talking bestie. Like you have Mm. a male or female best friend.
2: I think yes, but when you're in a relationship, it has to come with a level of respect on both sides. Mm -hmm. That your partner has to respect the friendship that you have, but also that friend needs to respect the relationship so that there's not any, like, boundaries crossed. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And I I don't, and I think, obviously, as, like, the significant other, right, you feel a little bit, not not attached, but a little bit, like, insecure. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe that person's been in their life for a really long time, and Mm -hmm. maybe you're, like, a new girlfriend, or, like, this is a new relationship, so you do feel a type of way and I think also, especially communication, like if you know mm-hmm. right, you're a man, and your best friend of a hundred years is another girl, you do owe your significant other some sort of conversation like hey this is it and this is what we're doing I'm it's open communication you know instead of being like well this is my best friend so I don't know what and that's the other thing too it's yeah get defensive babe I'm like what's the matter
2: I think also probably being (laughs) open with your partner if there is any romantic history with the best friend right Right. Yeah, tell them if you've kissed if you've had a one night stand if you've ever had like a flirty fling like and even if it came back to just being friends I think letting your partner know up front will probably prevent a lot of drama down the line. Right. Um, and I think it, it if you were talking about like, okay, they're opening up to their friend in a way that they don't to me, I think that comes back to the emotional intimacy aspect, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That
2: there may be things that you really should go to your partner about first before your friends yeah um but that doesn't mean you can't have emotional intimacy with your friends whether they're like the same or different gender as you I think there has to be that like the the your partner should be the first person you go to in a lot of cases not with everything yeah
0: I, I completely agree it would be silly of me to think that my boyfriend uh doesn't need to like outsource sometimes or that I have the answer to everything or that he doesn't have relationships with Mm -hmm. other females who know him better or have known him longer and loved him and Mm -hmm. care for them. And I've had this conversation where um, my boyfriend said, the thing is, I love them, but I'm not in love with them. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's something that not all of my girlfriends have understood and stuff like that. And
2: not not to relate this to Twilight. but. It, it really is a good example, right? So you have Edward and Jacob. Jacob is supposed to be Bella's best friend. Jacob does not respect the relationship, right? Right. And Edward does respect her friendship with Jacob, but is rightfully uncomfortable. I mean, also, he's reading Jacob's thoughts, so, like... Right. But there's a whole other, you know, vampire aspect, but we have a whole podcast on that, so I'll link it in the description. But, right, there is no respect from Jacob. And so I think when you're talking about being in a relationship, like, Stephen has a ton of female friends that I don't feel any, you know, type of way about. They're my friends, too, because those boundaries have never been crossed and it's never even been a question. Right? You know, they're, they're friends. They're, you know, emotionally connected and they talk about things all the time, but they, they have a respect for our relationship and I have a respect for their friendship. Yeah. Amen. Respect is the
0: number one thing because mm-hmm. there have been situations, I'm sure you guys have seen, where it's like the person just like doesn't really care and they're just extra flirty. Well, or I'm they his just, best friend, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. or well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Mm, You're like, well. (laughs) I'm sorry you act that way.
2: (laughs) I'm just like that. Well, be Be better. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like with Kenzie, Kenzie's one of my best friends. We've been best friends since sophomore year of high school. But I actually met her because she was dating my best guy friend, who's now her husband, TJ. So when we met, when TJ introduced me, his like best girlfriend to the girl that he was interested in, that could have been bad right? right right but Kenzie was never threatened by that and I was really excited that TJ had met this girl that he liked so much and honestly then Kenzie and I became like way closer than I ever was with TJ and then Shima <laughs> ever was with TJ and so TJ was just like okay cool now like my best girlfriend and my girlfriend are best friends right so right. like and there was never any weirdness because there was always that respect
1: yeah and know? the respect through all parties right respect between you and Kenzie Kenzie and TJ, and then you and TJ, Mm -hmm. like because that's your friend first, right? Yes. Before TJ or before Kenzie came, like it, it that's the basis of all friendships and relationships in general.
2: I think respect is the first part, and security is the second Mm. part. Because I think when you feel insecure in either a friendship or a relationship, I think that may cause someone to act a little out of character, act a little jealous, act a little spiteful. In that, you know, if you are feeling insecure in your relationship or if you're on the other side and you feel insecure in your friendship, you may feel threatened by this new person coming in. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's you have to have respect and you have to be secure in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And for the third, just throw
0: a dash in some communication because mm-hmm. if oh any th- and that's just from the get-go you know where it's like you label the suit it's like I have a girlfriend we are friends like you just communicate and where li- listen I'm not going to say that there hasn't been situations where feelings do develop where you guys are just friends and one right. party does but I feel like as soon as one party does it's best to communicate that yes. um so then all of a sudden one day you're not just like well, I feel awkward because my best friend has been looming over me, waiting for me right. to <laughs> like them back, and right. I had no idea. Right, right. Mm-hmm. and that obviously also that feeling of finding out that your best friend actually just like wants to hook up with you is not a nice feeling.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. like that's the only reason why you guys were friends. And then yeah. it feels weird, and you're like, "Bro."
2: Well, and it's hard too, right? Because I think in like a perfect world, if I'm just thinking about everything hypothetically, I'd say, "Well, this will never happen if everyone's just upfront with their feelings, right, from the very beginning." But that's not always realistic because sometimes feelings develop from a friendship, right? You know, right. and I I know plenty of people who were like long term friends and then you know became romantic with each other. So I don't think it's necessarily like. As soon as you become friends, you have to make very clear what your mm. intentions are. Right. I think it's okay to, like, let things develop. But I think as soon as you know, you should communicate that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, exactly.
2: And I do think that can get messy sometimes. And I think especially in high school, like, I was definitely guilty of, like, sometimes leading on guy friends who hadn't explicitly told me they liked me. But I, I knew. Right. And I knew I didn't like them. And I could have said, hey, I'm getting the vibe that, like, you want to be more. I don't. Let's like establish what this is now. But I think I I was insecure. And I think it goes back to that insecurity. And I liked feeling like they liked me. And I yeah. didn't want to draw that line and say, hey, I'm, I'm getting the vibe that like you want to be more than friends. I don't because I was afraid to like lose that validation. And I right. think I have really hurt some people who I like really cared about in that way.
1: I feel like for me, I like gr- grew up like just terrified of rejection like i would literally do anything to just not be rejected by anyone in any way and if i felt like there was a guy or like somebody who liked me and i didn't like them i didn't even want to give them a chance to be like what are you even talking about like i never even liked you like why are you acting like that because that did happen and not in that specific situation but just to like what are you even like what are you even saying like i didn't even do that i don't even feel that way and like mm. that one number one that's like super gaslighting yes right. like- i just like i just didn't bring it up because I didn't even want that situation to happen. So yeah, I right. just would avoid it at all costs.
0: Right. Like fearing to tell them like you're not into yeah. them because they're going to hit you with, oh, well, I never actually was. So why would you even say that? And, okay. So
1: that, so you like me and I'm like, oh my you're God, like, what are we doing here? Okay.
0: And honestly, just the fear of telling the boy like, I'm not really that into you like that because that is a little scary. And mm. if if it's not just losing them as a friend, I'm worried that they might be a little bit too much, like too angry. Not my friend specifically, but I'm saying in like,
1: Men. Yeah. men men in rejection, yeah. <laughs> rejection they don't have a good track record and i think that's the other thing too like yeah. the way men react the way a lot of men react to rejection is scary scary and yeah. oftentimes like <laughs> dangerous and so we are we always i think women in general grow up like trying to tiptoe around mm-hmm. and make sure that they're not going to get too upset and make mm-hmm. sure they're not gonna you know right. freak out because you know who <laughs> Who knows?
0: So who do we think is the person that's supposed to actually bring up this situation? The person having the feelings or the person sensing the person having emotions?
2: I don't know. It's like safe? I kind of think the person having the feelings. Yeah. But it's hard,
1: right? It's hard because the other person, we just don't want to assume. Yeah. And that's the hard thing. But if you guys are close, then maybe you could be like,
0: hey, buddy. Let's chat. And honestly, the only thing that's, like, sticking in my brain right now is, like, I remember being younger and having guy friends. And I was, like, I don't want to ask them because then I might lose them as a friend. Mm -hmm. Because watch them not even like me back. And I'm out here, like, hey, like, you've been saying some stuff. Like, do you like me? And then they're, like, no. And then they feel uncomfortable. And then we just lost the whole friendship group. Like, or, like, you know? so sometimes you don't want to bring it up because then you're just like oh well look at this
2: girl again just thinking I'm into her I would say I think it goes I think the person with the feelings should unless the other per the other party is in a relationship then I say don't bring it up because I have before been in a relationship and had someone I was friends with say hey I have feelings for you I'm like why are you doing this now I'm Mm. in a relationship Right. right like this is not an appropriate time to do that and it's lacking respect for the relationship.
1: Right. Cause if you know if you know that you have feelings for somebody that's in a relationship, it is absolutely on you to either like remove yourself or like, you know, set up some boundaries because yeah. they're they are in a relationship. It's not up to them to be like, well, I know you like me, so I'm gonna no, that's absolutely yeah. your responsibility. Yeah.
0: And that goes back to the respect thing. Honestly, yep. if you mm-hmm. respect that person and you respect their girlfriend and you clearly have emotions for them. Hey babes, maybe we shouldn't be having cocktails all the time.
2: And I think that's really it, right? It comes back to respecting your friends, respecting your relationship, respecting the relationships of your friends, mm-hmm. and being secure not only in your relationship but in who you are and like right. what you bring to the table as a friend and as a romantic partner.
1: And communicate.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's it's the three pillars. It's the triad. <sighs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> because without without the communication, like you can. It's, it's all based off of assumption. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that we're trying to avoid. We need to stop assuming mm-hmm. everything and just
2: ask. Yes.
1: And then you'll get the clarity that you're looking for. You
2: know what? It's the deathly hallows of having <laughs> friendships. Exactly. <laughs> Respect, communication, security. Yes. There it is. <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to be it for us today. I love doing these podcasts with you guys. It's just such a blast. And like I, I just want to keep doing it and keep going. So... Uh, leave those questions about the Influencer Podcast. Um, And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Especially in a podcast format because I feel like that's something that I love talking Mm -hmm. about, but it's hard to really touch on it in like a vlog or a main channel video. Like, it's really suited for long form.
1: Yeah. And it's more of a conversation. Like we can just ask the questions instead of mm-hmm. you being like, here's what I know and what I can give when like maybe the other questions that we're asking is like what we really want to know. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know. I'm going to bring all my tough questions. Please.
1: Please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Well, uh, thanks for watching or listening. Give us five stars on Apple podcasts. And I think you can rate on Spotify, right? Do you write on Spotify? I don't know. If you can do something on Spotify, do it. That'd be great. Um, And you can follow us on YouTube at the Sierra Unfiltered channel. And Ryan and Paloma's social links are in the description. Let's let's get them some more viral TikToks. Yeah. (laughs) All right, bye. bye. Bye.